and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, I'm going to step on a few feet right here when I say this. Even though the King James Version uses the article A with spirit, God should not be referred to as a spirit, which means one of many. Amen? So when it says God is a spirit, it sounds like there are more. Amen? But the original language and other translations interpret it to read, God is spirit. God is spirit, which describes his nature. Amen? God is spirit and nothing else. Amen? This describes his nature. As spirit, God is not limited by a physical body. Spirit means incorporate being. Amen? God is a real being who does not exist in or through a physical body. Amen? And although God is said to have these things, hands, amen? Turn with me to Isaiah 65 and 2. Isaiah 65 and 2. And it says this, I have spread out my hands all the days unto a rebellious people, which walketh in a way that was not good after their own thoughts. Amen? So I'm just going to give a description of what the Bible is saying. This is not me, but the Bible is saying these are the, uh, the, the things of God. Amen? Because it talks about feet. Amen? And when you go to Matthew 5, 34 and 36, I'm building something up, y'all. Just, just be patient. I'm being patient. I have not lost it yet. You know, I have not gone on a rant yet. Amen? But when it talks about, it says this in Matthew 5, 34 and 35. It says, but I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne. And 35 says, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool. Neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Amen? Now, let's say I. Amen? Turn with me to Second Chronicles 16 and 9. Amen? Second Chronicles 16 and 9. For it says, the eyes of the Lord runneth to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward them. Herein thou hast done foolishly, therefore from henceforth thou shalt have war. Amen? Now another thing I want to just throw out there too, because the Bible talks about this too. It talks about God's fingers. Amen? Turn with me to Exodus 8 and 19. And if you cannot, I would, if you can't get to the scriptures, just write them down. Amen? Because Bible study is not just meant for the study of the time that we're together. Amen? Mm-hmm. Bible study is not meant to continuously be done after we get off the phone. And Bible study is meant to be continuously during the day, the night, whenever. Amen? But Exodus 8.19 says this. It says, Then the magicians say, 
you, amen. Exodus 31, 18. Exodus 31, 18. And it says, And he gave unto Moses, when he had made an end of communion with him on Mount Zion, two tablets of testimonies, tablets of stone written with the finger of God. Amen? Now, this is not to be understood as having a physical body. God's attribute, human form and personality to himself in order to relate to humanity in terms meaningful to us in some passages. Amen? So when you hear about feet, hands, and eyes and things like that, that's just God giving us an understanding of what it is that he's trying to say, because I'm going to tell you this here. Here it says, God is also said to have feathers and wings. Amen? Now, I remember a time in my uh, old church where we were able to have the elders and the ministers stand up and we were able to ask them as many questions as we wanted. And this was one of the questions that I asked when it said this, because it says this, in Psalms 91 and 4, if you would turn there with me, please, Psalms 91 and 4. Because as a babe in Christ, I had no understanding of this. Amen? And I didn't understand it, but that was one of the questions that I had an opportunity to ask. Psalms 91 and 4, it says this, And he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall now trust his his truth shall be thine shield and buckler. Amen? Now, saints, humankind takes things like this literally. Amen? Because some would think that God has feathers and wings and this and that and this and that. But this is figurative uh, language depicting God as a protected mother bird. It does not imply that God has a physical body at all. Amen? This does not imply that. Amen? The Bible tells us God is spirit, and so his appearance is not like anything we can describe, amen? Nothing that we can describe. Many have tried to draw pictures of this and that, but it's nothing that the human mind or heart of nothing can describe of God, amen? Our mouths and minds can't even think upwards to truly describe God, amen? Because if we saw just a glimpse of his glory, what do you think we would do if we saw just a little bit of God, amen? We will be idolizing everything, trying to draw it, make statues, and do this and do that, amen? But listen to what Exodus 33.20 tells us. Exodus 33.20 tells us this. Because we cannot look on God, amen? Exodus 33.20 tells us, it says... And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. Amen? We can't even look on him. Amen? As sinful human beings, we are incapable of seeing God in all his glory. Amen? There's too much truth, too much righteousness, too much goodness, and too much holiness. Amen? That we can't even look on God. Imagine this. We can't even stare at the sun, let alone look at an eclipse for too long, amen? For too long, this is told to us by scientists, amen? 
These are men telling us this, that we cannot look at the sun on a cliff for too long. Amen? We can't do it. These are God's creations. These are his creations. But look, saints, we can't look at the natural things or the things around us. How are we going to be able to look on God? Amen? These things would damage our eyes, so trying to see God in all his glory in these physical bodies is not even possible. Amen? It's not even possible. His appearance is utterly unimaginable and too glorious to be safely perceived by sinful man. Amen? We can't look on that. Amen? We can't look on it. We need to keep appearance in perspective. The Bible tells us this in Romans 12 and 1. Romans 12 and 1, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I want to ask these two questions to you, saints, and I'm asking this to myself too, amen? Does our focus on appearance take our eyes off of God? Are we more focused on the things of God? Amen? Does our focus on appearance take our eyes off of God? Do we think we look so good that we can't look at God or we think we're better than God? Or are we more focused on the things of God? Amen? So many people will allow beautiful things to take over. Amen? God does not call us to go to the extreme, amen? It is important that we remain aware of why we do the things we do to look good, amen? Physical appearance is important, amen, because that is what reveals the glory of his creative ability, amen? So we should appreciate that God has given us his most complex and amazing creation. That's who we are. We are God's most complex and amazing creation. Amen? In ways we cannot understand, we reflect his image. Amen? God placed some value on appearance. If he didn't, saints, we would all look the same. Amen? We would all look the same. And let me say this. It's not wrong for us to appreciate physical appearance. Amen? I don't want, I don't want you to think that that's what I'm saying. It's not wrong for us to appreciate physical appearance, but, but appearance can take away from the substance of God's word, amen? You so fine and you so handsome that you can't pay attention to the word that's going forth, but you're so wrapped up in yourself that you just, you can't get enough of yourself, amen? But don't allow that to take you away from God's word, amen? But it should be remembered that God judges our heart, not our physical appearance. It is the inner man that is an even greater creation. Amen? Yes, I've seen some beautiful people. Seen some beautiful people. But just because you see the beauty on the outside does not mean that they ain't torn on the inside. Amen? Here in Samuel 16 and 7, when it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. God rejected what he looked like. 
one with who you are and what you will become through him in you. Amen. Our inward self, which is of a great worth, is, is in God's sight. Amen. Our inward self, which is of great worth, in God's sight. Amen. God is more focused on the inward man than he is the outward man. That's the difference between the flesh and the spirit. Amen. The flesh is more concerned with what's on the outside when God is more concerned with what's on the inside and what the inside can become. Amen. Our outward appearance should not be our focus to impress other people. Amen. Your outward appearance is not what draws people to you or you to them. Amen. But First Peter one sixteen tells us it says, "Be ye holy, for I am holy." Your holiness is what should draw people to you, Amen. Because people want to know, Amen. Not because you got a nice suit on or a beautiful dress or anything like that, but it's what's on the inside. It's that spirit that dwells within you that people are drawn to and want to know more about, Amen. God reveals Himself to us in a way that we can understand. Amen. What God looks like is beyond our capability and understanding and, and, and describing. Amen. So that's one thing we need to let go of. Amen. Because I know this world is always trying to figure out what God looks like. Every, and, and see, the thing is, is every race want God to be on their side. Amen. Everybody said God looks like this. He looks like that. He looks like this. But yet still no one knows. Amen. And why is that? Because Sinful flesh cannot look on that much truth and righteousness, amen? He looks like the teacher's truth himself, not necessarily so that we can have an imagine of him in our mind, amen? God is not trying to show us what he looks like. God is not concerned about that. But man is always wrapping themselves up in, what does it look like? What does it look like? What does it look like? I want to see, I want to see, I want to see. That is not what God is all about, amen? That is not what he's all about. Because he knows we would make statues, T-shirts, symbols, billboards, and all this stuff, and then we would forget about him. Amen? We will forget about him. There's two passages, two powerful passages, describing God's amazing appearance. Amen? And, and even with that description, it's still a glimpse. Amen? And these two passages, turn with me to Ezekiel 1, 26 and 28, amen? Ezekiel 1, 26 and 28. Because many people try to describe what God looks like, what he sounds like, but we still don't know. And the focus is not to try to figure out what God looks like, but to be more like God is what the focus is, Amen. But see, becoming more like God is a spiritual thing. But trying to figure out what God looks like is a fleshly and physical thing, amen? So Ezekiel 1, 26 and 28, it says this. This is Ezekiel trying to describe what God looks like. It says, and above the firmament that was over their head was the likeness of a throne, as the appearance of a sapphire stone. And upon the likeness of the throne was a likeness as the appearance of a man above upon it. Amen. 27 says, And I saw as the color of amber, 
downward, I saw, as it were, the appearance of fire, and it was brightness around about. And 28 says, as the appearance of the bow, this is in the cloud in the day of rain. So was the appearance of the brightness around about. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of God. And when I saw it, I fell upon my face, and I heard a voice of one that spake. Amen? Even though Ezekiel tried to describe what he saw, he still could not describe God. Amen? Even though, if you look at this, these are natural things that he was trying to use to describe what God looked like. Amen? I don't think that our minds and our mouths can even make up words to describe what God looks like. Amen? I don't even think that's possible. Amen? But Revelation 1, 14 and 16 tells us this. Revelation 1, 14 and 16. It says, his head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were a flame of fire. And his feet looked like unto fine brands, as if they were burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his front. It, it is it's, it's impossible to describe what God looks like because we can even form the words in our mind or our mouth to describe anything about what God looks like. And when you look at all this that was shared between the two of them, this passage represents Ezekiel and John's best attempt to describe the appearance of God. Amen. They tried to describe for which human language had no words. Amen. And if you notice, listen to all the natural things that were used to try to describe what he looked like. It said, appeared like, like the appearance he looked like. It was all this and all that. But yet and still, there were no words to describe what God looked like. Amen. They tried to use natural things to describe the spirit of God. Amen? And it wasn't possible to do. Amen? Because even though they tried to describe him, we still don't know what God looks like. Amen? Even though many try to draw pictures and try to say that uh, God talked to me last night and I seen him using in the room and this and that, that is not what God looks like. Amen? Because the Bible already tells us that no man can look on God, amen? No man can look on God, amen? I want to close with this. I'm going to close with this. Because in order for us to see God as he is, we have to be as he is, amen? We do not know this, that when we are in heaven, First John 3 and 2 tells us this. This is what 1 John 3 and 2 tells us. It says, Beloved, 
are we the sons of God? And it doeth us not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when we when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. There is no one on this earth right now that has seen God. You will hear many people saying that they have seen God, and you will see many drawings of people saying, this is what God looks like. But here in 1 John 3, 2, it already tells us. We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. This sinful body cannot take on what God looks like right now. Amen? There's no possible way. Amen? But as he said, when we all go to heaven and we see him as he is, we will be like him. Amen? With that being said, I turn it back over to Sister Rosalind and Pastor.